quick reminder before we start to please feel free to reach out with any questions or concerns you have. My email is in the show notes. Also reminder that I have podcast gear available, t-shirts and hoodies. It's a great way to support the show. And last but not least, it'll please if you are, are if you are enjoying the show, spread the love. Like like it, share it, subscribe to it, leave a review. Anything you can do really helps me out. So this episode, this is uh, a recap of ceremony number two. And so it was recorded in the jungle at Niwe Rao the next day, the next morning. So just like the recap of number one, this is kind of the raw, uncut, first initial thoughts of my reaction to how the ceremony went. So without further ado, please enjoy the episode. Thank you. Okay, so this is another uh, ceremonial recap. So I'm going to recap my second ceremony with, here at Niwe Rao, which occurred on Tuesday, January 17th. So going into last night's ceremony, I felt much better than I did on Monday night. And you know, a lot of that was, as I mentioned in the last episode, that I was able to release a lot of that vomitivo that was still in my system. So I felt much cleaner, much lighter going into the ceremony. And also because uh, the ceremony on Monday night was was mellow, I decided to drink poquito mas for my dose. And uh, not sure if I mentioned it on the last recap, but the dosing here is not exactly a science See, I'm used to drinking very consistent medicine where each dose is measured in milliliters. So once you find a good working dose with that medicine, you can be fairly, with the, with the medicine that I'm used to drinking, you can be fairly confident in its effect. You know, of course, the, the world of ayahuasca is, is nothing is certain, but consistent medicine I, is kind of like alcohol, for example, if I if I know if I take two shots, uh, my night will be manageable. I'm talking about alcohol. So if I take two shots of alcohol, I'll have a fairly mellow night. If I take four shots of alcohol, you know, I'm going to be kind of riding that edge. And if I take eight shots of alcohol, well, then I definitely know I'm in for a wild night. So... With that consistent medicine, it's kind of like that. You kind of know where you're at and you can kind of dose yourself accordingly, which is really cool. Well, here in the jungle, you get anything but consistent medicine. So Dor- Doroteo, the guy who makes the medicine, is he's extremely skilled in what he does, but he's not exactly following a specific recipe. Instead, he kind of goes by... Uh, feel his instinct and taste to determine if more vine or more leaves need to be added. And then when it actually comes to drinking the ayahuasca, uh, you have the measuring or lack thereof for the standard dose. So there's no measuring. The standard dose is measured by the eyeball in an unmarked glass. And basically you have three options. You have the standard dose, 
you have piquito mas, which is a little more, or you have piquito menos, menos, which is a little less. And again, these measurements are subject to interpretation. They're just all kind of measured by the eye. And so not to mention that the medicine is so concentrated and so thick that the tiniest amount more, literally literally a few drops can be the difference between a good working dose and what's called a bomba, which is where you basically lose touch with reality. So based on my mild experience, like I said, on Monday, I decided to do Paquito Mas. After I took my dose, I told my friend Jeff, who was sitting next to me, who also decided to do Paquito Mas, that my dose looked more like mucho mas than piquito mas. He said, yeah, <laughs> same for me too. So we both kind of had a nervous laugh, and then we said, well, this is going to be interesting. So not only is this medicine strong, it is also really purgy. So about five minutes after drinking, I had to go to the bathroom. Then about 30 minutes later, I had to go again. I was still feeling nauseous and when Ricardo started singing to open the ceremony. Then then the rain started, and as the intensity of the rain started to pick up, uh, Jeff leaned over and whispered, oh man, it's about to get good. And at that exact moment, I grabbed my bucket and proceeded to puke an ungodly amount. So needless to say, the night was starting off with a bang. So the, the rain... The rain then came, became so intense that it drowned out Ricardo's singing. And then the lightning and wind started shortly after that. So then maybe 15 minutes later, they called for seconds, which was way too early in my opinion. Uh, so because of that, I chose to skip. And I was already, as I was already hanging on for dear life, so there was definitely no way I was doing seconds, I noticed that Jeff didn't do seconds either. So I leaned over and said, looks like Paquito Mas was the magic number. <laughs> After seconds was served, the shaman started singing to people, which is absolute chaos. They, you know, they do this rapid fire session where the singing never really stops. And so all three shaman are singing at the same time. And the assistants are kind of constantly, when one shaman's done, the other shaman are singing. And so people are constantly going and there's a lot of songs and a lot of movement. And like I said, it's, it's highly efficient on one level. It's very impressive. On the other level, it's just absolute chaos. And see, for me, I've spent three, I spent over three years assisting in ceremony. So for better or worse, it is my nature to pay attention to the room. I have a hard time kind of turning that off. So I'm kind of always watching who's coming and who's going. So, and at this point, as people are just constantly moving up and down and the singing's all over the place and it's chaotic and people are purging, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely pink peaking. And so the movement in the room was just making me sick and disoriented. And so at one point, one of the assistants comes to grab Jeff, who is at this point, he's balls deep and has no idea where he is. Uh, so they take him up to the front and also the guy sitting next to Jeff on the other side had been taken up to get sung to about 10 minutes earlier. 
So about 15 seconds after Jeff left, I see the assistant bringing someone back. So me being disoriented and nauseous by all the movement, I thought it was the other guy on the other side of Jeff. So I directed them over to the wrong mat. But it wasn't the other guy. Uh, it was Jeff. And so apparently the the shaman were not ready to sing to him. So now Jeff is on the other guy's mat, completely confused why I told him to go to go sit over there. <laughs> then, then about 30 seconds later, another assistant comes to get Jeff and they can't find him because he's on the other, because he's on the wrong mat. So, <laughs> so finally I, I realized what had happened and thankfully we, we figured out and Jeff finally gets taken up to his song for his song. And so all that chaos, all that movement makes me pop. And so I start purging again. And at this point, as Jeff is being sung to, he is letting out some of the most intense purges I have ever heard. And trust me, that is saying a lot. And so he proceeds to purge for about five minutes. Then at some point when he's done, he lets out this huge sigh of relief. And then the loudest crack of thunder erupts over the top of the Maloka. It was actually, it was amazing. It was quite, it was a thing of beauty. And so after he got back, he told me that he was releasing all these negative energies that had been holding him back. And, and he felt like, and after he had purged, he felt like he had been reborn. And so he was, he was sitting on his knees as he was purging. And so after he was done purging, he, he rose up tall on his knees and kind of stood up tall and felt reborn. And at at that moment, that's when the thunder cracked. And so he was, he was so excited and that, and it was, it was quite the spectacle because when he left, he was an absolute mess. And when he came back, he was, he was all put together and feeling good and super excited and passionate about life. And so, you know, after that, my, after that, uh, my night got more relaxed and I kind of felt a lot better. I felt the medicine working on me, but I, you know, just like Monday night, I, I didn't really have any major insights or, or visions, which is okay. You know, I, I've, I've done this enough to know that not every night has to be very insightful and impactful night and in fact as i mentioned earlier that these ceremonies kind of play out over multiple days and so one of the things that felt like it was going on was the medicine was kind of just getting in me doing doing its thing making repairs working and also like the the big takeaway for me was the cleaning of my morosa diet. So for those of you who have listened to my series called La Ultima Ceremonia, know that uh, I dieted a plant called morosa with pops back in May of last year. So, well, it turns out there's much more to that story on how it ended. And, uh, you know, I'll probably do a podcast episode about that at some point because it's a very interesting story. But uh, long story short, things went a little sideways with that diet and some energetic repairs were definitely needed to fix that diet. And so that was and and what I realized is that was the reason I was purging so much. 
see, I have, I have many intentions for being out here. And, and one of the intentions was to help fix and straighten up my morosa diet. And specifically last night, that was the intention. And that's what Ricardo told me he was going to work on. So yeah, crazy stuff. And so, you know, if all this sounds weird, uh, that's because it is, you know, the deeper you go, see you on the other side. Deeper you go.